Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. On today's episode, we are moving into part four of our spiritual practices series, all a part of this Lenten journey that we're on together. Each week, I've been trying to give you a new idea, a new way uh, of approaching your relationship with God, your life of prayer. I hope these have been helpful. Today, I have a conversation. uh, I shouldn't say conversation because it's just me talking. A dialogue, a monologue, um, all about embodied prayer. How can our bodies bring greater vibrancy, greater connection to our prayer life? I share with you um, a lot of personal experience of ways that I've brought this idea into my life of prayer. Um, And it's all as an invitation to you that you might try some of your own unique creativity, combining exercise and movement with a conversation with God. As always, thank you so much for listening and for your continued support of the podcast. Share it with friends. Let people know that there's this great resource out there for them, uh, different ways to hopefully uh, boost and buoy their spiritual life, especially during this Lenten season. That's enough about that. Uh, We do really appreciate you all listening, but now let's get into it. Embodied prayer as a spiritual practice. Today, I want to talk to you about a spiritual practice that I don't think gets a lot of airtime. It's not quite as obscure as the St. Ignatius examine from last week's episode, but it's still something maybe that we just don't think about as a spiritual practice. The best title that I can give for this is Embodied Prayer. Now, what does that mean exactly? Embodied prayer is some sort of form of prayer that's different than the typical fold your hands, bow your head, and have a conversation with God in your mind. Embodied prayer is something that has a physical component attached to it. So a really great example of this would be something like yoga, which again is a great form of exercise. But also there is a way that you can approach a yoga practice and think to yourself, this is a form of prayer. I will be having a conversation with God throughout the course of this time of stretching and deep breathing and meditation. And so more than anything, embodied prayer is really a mindset that you bring with you as you approach a specific type of uh, physical activity. So yoga is one example of it, but running or going on a walk is another great example. I myself am a avid runner, really love it, not great at it, but I deeply enjoy it. And I'm really appreciating all the trails in and around the Denver area that I can explore. But oftentimes I'll approach my run as a form of prayer. And it's really just about setting the attention, intention at the very beginning of my run. Like, okay, this is a time for conversation with God. And then I just allow myself to not be distracted by other things and to try and continually focus on having a conversation with God while I'm running. And there's something about the kinetic activity of your body that will bring new thoughts, new ideas, new new form to the conversation that you're having with God. It's amazing how the activity of your body can then change just all of what you're thinking about or or how you're talking with God. And even what I found too is I really seem to have a better sense of God responding to my prayers in the midst of my physical activity. Let, Let me say more about that. When I'm running, 
and something about the physical activity just seems to connect the synapses in my brain. I'm not exactly sure of the, the physiology of all of it, but I have new insights and new ideas. And so I've really come to think of it as a way of having a conversation with God by bringing that intention to my exercise time. There's something that happens where I am able to see situations and difficulties and struggles in new ways because I have brought that type of approach to my physical activity. I've I've brought God into it and God responds. Um, I'm not saying that they don't always work that way for you, but it really, it's it's brought a whole new level to my prayer life that I've learned to deeply appreciate. Sometimes when I, I need to figure something out, I go on a run and I don't always expect to, to have new insights. I can't put that amount of pressure on it, but that's often my hope. And more times than not, it works. <laughs> I, I do come away from my run after having a long conversation with God and gotten my heart rate up and have started sweating. Using my muscles, all of that helps embody the entire experience of that conversation. And here's the theological lens to everything that I've been saying. I've been really kind of getting caught in the, the scientific and the, the physiological side of things. But what we believe is, is that God was an embodied God. This is a really unique aspect to the Christian faith. We believe that God is not just some being that exists eternally in a dimension beyond our own. We also believe that that same God, who does exist in all those ways I just mentioned, became human. That God took on human life, that God became embodied and lived in a body named Jesus. And so that is a really intimate type of connection that we have with our God. And it also seems to speak to the fact that God sees bodies as something very, very important. God didn't just continue to exist in a disembodied form. No, no, no. God wanted to connect with us in this way of life that we all experience. God wanted to have a body as well and be able to know us and know what it's like to live like us. Obviously, God probably already knew that, but there's just something very powerful about saying, about that promise of the incarnation is what we call it. The idea that God became incarnate and took on human flesh. And so what I believe is that there's some real wisdom to be mined within this theological concept. Yes, God became flesh and dwelled among us. And so we have this very unique connection with God vis-a-vis our bodies. Because God took on a body, maybe there's something really important about being more in tune with our own bodies. Something, right, as simple as breathing deeply. That's an embodied practice. That's something that all bodies have to do. We have to respirate in order to be alive. And yet our theology tells us that there's something holy about that. That simple breathing is a way to connect with God. And so then this idea of embodied prayer, that takes it one step further. That when we use our bodies and then set the intention of letting physical exercise be a time when we will connect and speak with God, there's something deeply holy about that too. It it creates another layer of connection there, uh, another intimate moment with God. Again, something that we probably overlook a lot of the time. And so I encourage you, 
to find your favorite form of exercise, whatever that might be. Maybe you're not a runner. Maybe you hate running. I know a lot of people who hate running. I, I understand. I used to hate it. Um, but find a form of exercise to get your body moving and then set the intention of having that be prayer. Honestly, a lot of all of these ideas do come from yoga. Um, yoga is from tenth, originally from the Hindu tradition, and it is a it was originally a Hindu form of prayer. And so, some folks um, get hung up on that or, or, or are afraid by it. But I wonder if we can't claim it in our own ways as a Christian form of prayer too. It, it's about the intention that you bring to it. And so, to take the time. One of the beautiful things about yoga is that it's so slow and intentional. It's not frantic, um, like playing basketball, another one of my favorite activities. Basketball is very fast moving, um, very kinetic, whereas yoga is these taking time to really ease into these deep stretches and to just sit in that space of discomfort for a little while as your body strengthens and expands and grows. And to take those moments, though, for prayer. What's really interesting is that all of these poses in yoga in particular have names for themselves. Warrior one, warrior two, peaceful warrior, uh, the mountain pose. You get the idea. And naming a lot of these poses can then also connect with your mind. And if you're willing, connect with your prayer and conversation with God. I actually uh, practice yoga a decent amount on my own, not quite as much as I would like to, uh, but it is a, an important practice for me, and it, and it very much is a form of prayer because I, I bring that intention to it. And so I have a series of poses, this little routine that I've worked out for myself over the years after having attended many classes, and you, there's some really great YouTube channels I could also direct you towards where you can do um, free yoga practices at home. But I've kind of built my own practice, but I've built it around specific ideas that I want to uh, bring my prayer life into. Does that make sense? So, so I, I've chosen specific poses that kind of flow from one to the next, but each pose is a, a new aspect of the conversation that I want to have with God every day. And so there's a time, you know, I'll, I'll move into child's pose, which is where you're on your knees and you, you have your head down and bowed down to the ground and you put your arms all the way out and it really stretches your shoulders very nicely. But I take that time as a time of confession. It's, you know, I, I noticed in my, in trying to bring prayer into that yoga practice, I realized that this kneeling on the ground and bowing my head like that, it's so similar to when we kneel uh, on the kneelers for the prayer of confession and forgiveness during church. There's just something about that particular stance that connects with my mind in a, in a unique way that, that has always felt confessional. And so that, that's just a way, again, to deepen my prayer practice by embodying a specific pose that connects with my mind and my brain in, in a different way. Uh, and it's amazing of what can come out of taking a specific stance as you move into a time of prayer. And, and so there's other ones too. Um, when I, The first warrior two is one where you um, stretch out your legs and you extend your arms as far as you can on either side. And so in that time, I often think about prayers for other people as if I'm extending my arms and my reach and my uh, love for them and my prayers for them outward um, and extending from my fingers outward. So that's another way of 
bringing prayer and connecting prayer with the pose. I could give you a whole bunch of more examples, but you're starting to get the idea. And really, none of this is is scientific. None of this is in a book. This is just where I've been led in my walk of faith to connect these different kinetic aspects with a type of prayer. And so again, I just encourage you to try the same thing. When you go on your morning walk, um, to find ways for that motion and that movement to inform your conversation with God. If there's a favorite sport that you play, maybe you're a golfer. Yeah, maybe you're a golfer. And there's a way for that to become a form of prayer as well. Wouldn't you love that? Hey, I'm going to the golf course. I've got to go pray for four hours. There's something really beautiful about that. Uh, and and, And there's nothing wrong with trying to connect a favorite activity with a conversation with God. After all, God has made you who you are and given you the the likes and the dislikes that you have. If you get great enjoyment out of of a particular form of exercise, well, then why can't you also turn that form of exercise into a way to connect and pray to God and give thanks to God uh, for the joy that golfing gives your life, whatever it might be. That's enough about that. Um, if you've got any questions or you want more information, I'm always um, excited and available to talk about any of I- these ideas a little bit more. But I hope it gives you a new angle uh, of thinking about all of this. I, I hope that just this simple uh, talking through of kinetic and-, and embodied forms of prayer, I hope it gives you some new insights into your prayer life. Really, that's the main goal and intention of all of this. I'm not prescribing any of the things I said here today, but rather just trying to open your imagination to new ways of connecting your conversation with God with activities that you're going through in the world. Embodied prayer is a unique and holy way of connecting with God, with the God who embodied flesh for our sake. I'm Pastor Nate. This has been a Spiritual Practices podcast. I hope it brings great joy and benefit to your Lenten journey. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay in peace.